Well, hello everybody out there. Hello, Sydney. This is Ray Powers, one half of the dastardly duo that make up Ray and Sid, as in Dare to Be Better with Ray and Sid. This is the off-season, and I've worked just as hard all summer long bringing you guys the content. Listen to me. Again, with the woe is me. <laughs> I get to be on a podcast platform that reaches at least many thousands, possibly millions. Thousands of you are downloading, I can tell you that. And here I am bitching and moaning about having to uh, work once a week. Wah! Anyway. Man, it's been a long day. It's uh, 4 o'clock. And um, 4 o'clock p.m., just to specify. Because I have had days where I've worked around the clock. I look up, it is 4 a.m. I don't know when I started, what I was doing at the time, (laughs) what day it was, what season it was. At that point, you know, it's all a blur. But um, it's crazy on all fronts. It's the end of July. And I've got um, live events coming up. I I told you guys about the Pittsburgh event coming up that's going to benefit the American Cancer Society, Rock Out to Knock Out Cancer 2022. I will be doing a headline solo acoustic set and a lot of talent on that bill. I trust that you checked it out, right? Rock Out to Knock Out Cancer 22. You go to TicketWeb.com, you get the info. Facebook's got a page that gives you all the info. Megan Pennington's been great with getting that info together. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. If you're in the area, I recommend you go. If they live stream it, which I think they're going to. If you can't make it to Pittsburgh, if you're in Australia or something like that, you have an excuse, I suppose. (laughs) You know, check that out. I think you're going to have a good time. I will be taking requests for my set. It's probably going to be between 30 and 45 minutes, I'd imagine. There's a lot of acts, so I'm not looking to do two hours worth of music like we did uh, during the first year. Sorry if you got that, uh, if that message came through. I forgot to turn off my ringer. There's a very good chance I will get a phone call during this 10-minute rant, in which case I may have to re-record this thing because I hate to chop up a podcast. The whole idea between the whole idea behind this show is to give you unfiltered material. And warts and all, however it comes, it comes. But uh, these opportunities on the drive home have been great to update you guys and girls because uh, if I'm sitting in traffic, there's not a whole lot else to do. <laughs> and uh, even at 4 o'clock, it starts here in northern New Jersey, right outside New York City. I can see the skyline from here. And uh, all these highways that kind of form a confluence to the George Washington Bridge. And if you're going the other way, the two tunnels, the Lincoln and the Holland Tunnels that go into New York City. And, you know, it causes a lot of traffic. And, uh, you know, gives me a second to think. And it's a lot better than road rage. I think so. Better for me. Keeps me out of court. <laughs> Keeps me off the, uh, the police blotter for assaulting people. We don't want that. I want to love people. That's why I'm doing this. 
Sydney and I are trying to improve lives, including our own. Not complicate them with uh, <laughs> assault and battery charges. And you know, I'm telling you, I said it many times in uh, close circles of friends, and now I have a bigger circle of friends with all of you. If I was a judge, I would estimate that I would throw out 99.9% of all road rage cases. Like, well, the guy pinned me up against my car and he started slamming my head against my own car. And as the judge, I would say, well, what did you do to this person? How bad did you cut them off? Did you signal? Did you give any indication that you were changing lanes? Did you just pull out in front of these people? Were you going 32 miles an hour in a passing lane? What were you doing that caused you to get your ass kicked? And, you know, I probably wouldn't last long on the bench, but often my response would be, well, you deserve to get your ass kicked. I got a good mind to kick your ass myself. Have my bailiff hold you and I'll just pound you. (laughs) How does that sound? Stop driving like a jerk-off. But, you know, you can't do those things, unfortunately. What can you do? So, I do this instead. I reflect and give you the updates of the week as they happen. I'm going to see King's X tonight in New York City with my good friend Rich. He goes to every concert he can get his uh, himself to, I should say. I was going to say his legs to, but the rest of him goes too. And I haven't seen King's X in a bunch of years now. And it seems like every time they, they're they coming around, I'm either doing my own tour dates or something else is going on where I couldn't get there. And it's been like a good decade now. And it was the same problem 20, 30 years ago. It's like every time these guys come around, I have something come up. So I've only seen them a handful of times when, you know, my friends are probably in the 20s and 30s as far as, you know, times at a King's X concert and they brag and they throw it in my face all the time but uh, yeah I'm going tonight at the uh, Gramercy Theater in the city New York City that's my probably I would say that's my top three that's in my top three of small venues in New York City Beacon Theater number one everything about it I never got to play the Beacon Theater it's one of the few places in New York City that I wanted to play that I haven't gotten to play. I've done Webster Hall, did Limelight, even did Madison Square Garden on a technicality, but I did it. Um, La Bar, Bat, all the cool places, Kenny's Castaways, Bottom Line, Bitter End, you name it. Got to every one of them, except the uh, Beacon Theater. And the one chance I thought I'd have to to play at the Beacon Theater I had a good buddy who plays bass. He was on the date I thought I might get, but he deserves it because he's an amazing bassist. Uh, Paul Page, I might as well drop his name. Good dude. And, uh, you know, if you're going to lose a a gig to anybody, you want it to be one of your good friends that uh, you know is going to carry a night. This guy's an amazing bassist. He's playing longer than me, so, you know, he's probably putting a few more years. I know he has, in fact. So, you know, I would never begrudge any of my peers, you know, a really cool date on the road, good payday, what have you. But, uh, what else?
else is going on this week? Oh, my daughter's room. Still looking to put a new floor down. However, you know, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's come across this with hiring contractors. They're all swamped. And, you know, getting somebody in could take like a month, two months. It's insane. I'm not doing flooring myself because (laughs) Sydney will be the first one to tell you. Hire a professional and do it right. Flooring is one of those things you cannot screw around with. You know, you walk on the floor, it, you know, absorbs all the stress of, of your traffic, your foot traffic, walking. You don't want to mess with flooring. I'm not an expert. I don't, I mean, I have, a guess, a working idea of, um, you know, laying carpet with the right padding and, and what have you. But when it comes to the uh, synthetic wood flooring, I wouldn't have the first clue on uh, what the right way to do it is. You know, and it's not just snap together until you run out of, uh, you know, square footage in your in your room. There's a lot more that goes with it. And I would much rather have a pro do it who's going to knock it out in one day. Whereas I'll be, you know, toiling for like 7 to 10, 20, 30 days, you know, when I can do it, you know, breaking off an hour or two at a time getting frustrated, you get into a groove and you have to stop. I can't, I can't do that. Even if I was adept in my opinion. But, uh, the quick fix, we got some really, really cool area rugs, um, covers the whole perimeter, two or three different rugs. My daughter picked them out. You can imagine (laughs) what they are. Kids love rainbows and unicorns and that kind of thing. So, right over the existing carpet, just uh, you know, threw some really cool rugs down, and you know, now I can at least get her bed in there and uh, do her lights and everything else that she wants, and get her in there properly. So, that's one down, and now I've tackled the wallpaper in the bathroom. Now, the wallpaper itself in the bathroom is always the easiest to get off the walls because, you know, it's always damp in there. It's always, uh, those walls have absorbed, you know, an insane amount of moisture over the years. And uh, the paper comes off all in one sheet. That part is amazing. The part that sucks, Mm -hmm. underneath the adhesive. Not one, not two layers of adhesive, not three layers of adhesive, four layers. I wanted to get all the way down to the sheetrock. I didn't want to screw around because no matter what, if you try to paint anything but the sheetrock, you're gonna get bubbling. So I want to do it right. And that means, you know, mudding the screws and having to do all the labor pre-priming and I don't mind doing that stuff because I want to do it right. But I'm painting. I'm not doing any more wallpaper. I don't know what it is with wallpaper. People say, oh, it's making a comeback. Well, you know what? Go make a comeback somewhere else because it ain't happening in my house. I mean, I get it. Wallpaper was a great way to cover a lot of flaws. <laughs> and every time I pull up a piece of paper, I go, oh, yeah, man, I can see the flaws here. But I'm going to do it right, you know. You could repaint a whole lot easier than repaper. 
unless you're like the people, I guess, who, you know, did it before I bought the house, before my parents bought the house, and just, you know, throw paper on top of paper. Who's going to see it? <laughs> sweep it under the rug, that kind of thing. The ultimate sweep it under the rug. But, uh, yep. That's the beauty of owning a home. It just never stops. <laughs> Anyhow. Ah, I went over my time. Look at that. Sydney's probably sitting on the side going, uh, Powers, it's been 12 plus minutes. Get the cane. Get the hook. Get this guy off of the uh, stage here. Don't hog the microphone. Does that sound familiar, Powers? <laughs> uh, you guys are the best. Miss you. Love you. Sydney, you're the best. Love you. Miss you. And uh, for the rest of you, if you missed any of these episodes, you know, we're, we're carried on New Visions Radio. I have an in there. But if you miss any, you can go to the site, daretobebettershow.com. All the episodes, all the digital diaries. And while you're there, we got some cool merch. We got some photos. We got video. All kinds of cool stuff. Come check it out. It doesn't cost a thing to, to look, I promise. All right. This is one of those episodes I just can't get out of it. There are some weeks I just can't wait to hit stop. And this is the Italian goodbye. I just can't get out. But anyway, that's all I got. I will talk to you kids next week. Raymond E. Powers. And listeners. Okay, Ray. I listened to your ramble. And I was laughing so hard. I think that's one of the very best ones you've done. Talking about you sitting on a board. I can't even remember what board. So that, uh, yeah, getting rid of any citations or tickets from on the road, from driving, from road rage. Because I do agree <laughs> that you should be able to ask the question, well, what were you doing when they flipped you off? Or what were you doing when they cut you off? Oh, okay, so you were driving 55 in the fast lane, and the the speed limit is 80. Hmm, all right. Well, everything's dismissed. <laughs> I love it. I agree with you. Oh, my gosh. Just the other day, uh, this guy's on a bullet bike. He clearly just started riding, learning how to ride the bullet bike, and we're on the freeway, and we're exiting onto... Um, the belt route, which is, it, you have to take this, like, uh, I don't know, what would you call that? Like a bridge that goes in a half circle to get onto the other freeway. They're like a collector. Oh, gosh, I don't know what to call it. It doesn't matter. Okay, anyway. So, he's, he can't determine if he's going to exit to the right or stay on this little collecting system. So, he pulls in front of me. Now, we're going, like, 80 miles an hour and doesn't just kind of slow down. The guy slows down from 80 to, I don't know, are we going 55 now? And, you know, it, my Jeep is so tall that uh, it almost ate him up. So he sees, he sees that he's made a mistake, okay? And I'm, I'm on the brake. And so now he's like, oh my gosh, I can see it in, in his helmet that he's now going to try to change lanes and go to the left. But he's not speeding up 
to change lanes. He's still slowing down. And the car behind me decides he's not going to sit behind me anymore. So he goes to pass me and almost takes out this guy on the bullet bike who is now moving back over to the left lane going 55 in an 80 mile an hour zone anyway. I just was like, you know what, dude, if you're going to commit suicide or whatever you're going to do, just please don't do it with my car. You know, I don't want anyone to get hurt. I don't want anyone thinking that way. But that was a very, uh, that was a dangerous little decision. Anyway, I totally understand. And congratulations. It sounds like the music is going so well. And I've always told you, your acoustic stuff, it is outstanding. Oh, my gosh. You really should have an album with just you and that guitar. And, you know, just you playing that guitar is phenomenal. It's just magic. Okay. So, anyway. <sighs> okay. So, I could go on and on about that because I don't really know what else I'm going <laughs> to ramble about. Well... I kind of do. So this is, I don't know if I've rambled about this before, but it's decision making, you know, and I have a, a girlfriend and my own self as I'm making some decisions. You know, she's like, well, how do you know? How do you know what what decision to make? And how do you know uh, what you really want? Which is quite interesting. A lot of people don't really know what they want. So this could be interesting, a good little ramble. Well, okay, first of all, feelings I know people get tired of hearing this, but it's the truth. Feelings, the way you feel, is your GPS. It's as simple as that. So whatever you are feeling is, is guiding you. So when you make a decision, okay, whatever decision that is, maybe it's about uh, going and, well, this friend of mine, she's applying for a gig for a job and she's been accepted into this one position and she doesn't know if she wants to take it because what if it's not right for her is what she's saying. So she, she doesn't quite know what to do. So I do say, well, how do you feel about it? Do you feel inspired? Do you feel hopeful? Is it exciting? It may be scary. Those are two different things, but are you excited about the potential of it and what you could do with it? Are your shoulders going back? Is your chest coming up? Do you feel hopeful and balanced? If you are, then that's the direction, that's the decision to make. If, if she's been offered this position and all of a sudden she feels stressed out, she feels negative, she feels um, pessimistic, uh, which name is negative, it doesn't matter, and she feels maybe a little cranky, a little ornery, and a little uh, doubtful. So if you're feeling edgy about something, that's typically not the direction to go. You should pause, stop moving until you feel inspired. When you feel inspired, then you start moving again towards whatever you're feeling inspired about. Now, as I was telling her, there is a difference between a fearful a fearful negative feeling like it's go you're going to get hurt, it's the wrong direction to go, or a, mm, we'll call it a, hesit a hesitation, like you're hesitant to 
go that direction, not because, you know, someone's going to run you over with a bus, but because of the unknown. You're unsure of the unknown. You're unsure of, because you're, maybe you've never done that before. But if you step back, the journey, if you look at the journey, where, is it, where could it take you? Could it take you to more education? Could it take you to more opportunities, more balance, more ability to, um, to make more money? If those are the quote-unquote doubtful, fearful feelings you're having, then I would say you step back, you take a deep breath, and you start your list making. And you make that list of all the brilliant things the things that could come with that decision and the things, not the downfalls, but the things that you may need to prepare to learn, the things you may need to prepare to find more balance in or problem solve, those things. Now, if, if you're still unsure, you know, I do this all the time. My dad was always, hey, DJ, you got to do your pros and cons, right? And if there's more pros, now, I can say this. Let's say there's more pros, okay, to it, but the con, it, there's two, but they're really huge. So you kind of have to weigh that out. But the ultimate way to determine what, you're, what you are going to do and what's best for you is how you feel. And I can't express that enough. And if you begin to make the decision, whatever decision that is, and as you get closer to making the decision, and as you think more about making the decision, and you're feeling more and more agitated, more and more ornery, more and more uh, negative and frustrated, mm, probably not the right direction to go. Pause. Stop moving. Don't make any decisions when you're feeling those things. When you're feeling negative and angry and frustrated, that is not the time to make lifelong decisions. You just stop moving. I do love that. My dad would always say, pause. DJ, just pause. Stop moving. You don't need to make any decisions right now. And you definitely don't want to make any long-term decisions when you have that outlook, when you're closed-minded, when you're not hopeful, when you're ill-balanced. So there you go. I think that's it. <sighs> I feel a lot better. I kind of, you know, I always have to counsel my own self. But anyway, we're getting close to stepping into the next season, and that is exciting. So I hope everyone's doing well. I hope you're inspired. If you're not inspired, then maybe you need to pause. And look at what you're focused on, because if you're not focused on inspired things, you can never feel inspired. <laughs> Good for that. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Ray, I miss you. I'm really looking forward to seeing you again and, and doing this thing, you know, across the mic with you. And I hope everybody else is hopeful, inspired, balanced, thriving. Mm. Yeah. Looking forward to our luncheon. Okay. Dare to be better with Ray and Sid.